Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. And on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, Fox Sports NFL sideline reporter and also sideline reporter for the New Orleans Pelicans, Jen Hale. Jen, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Mike. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I know you love the cold weather, so uh, I'm not even going <laughs> to ask about that. Miserable. Uh, I got you. Uh, bef- I have to have a talk with God. If we have to deal with hurricanes, we shouldn't have to deal with sub-freezing temperatures. One well, the th- that's the trade-off, Jen. That, that's the trade-off to it. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you this first before we get into the Pels and NFL playoffs, but uh, you were the sideline reporter for the final game of Bill Belichick uh, in his regular season game. And now a lot of reports, certainly from Atlanta, that he'll be in for a second interview with the Falcons. You were sideline reporter for the Falcons preseason game. And how do you think that would mesh there? I I think Bill can still coach. Now, he needs a quarterback in Atlanta. No question about it. But there are some building blocks there that if I was a prospective coach, I would want to go there. Good offensive line. Bijan Robinson. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, you got some bits and pieces on defense, and that's Bill's uh, wheelhouse. Your thoughts, first of all, on covering that final game, and then how well he would fit in Atlanta? It was special, Mike. Another freezing one, a ton of wet snow. Um, so I'm glad it was his last one, because otherwise it just would have been miserable. But yeah, it, it was an honor to get to do his last one, and it w- we thought it was his last one. He certainly let us believe that in production meetings, but it wasn't official. When I interviewed him at halftime, he was so nice. I said, oh, yep, he's got to be done. Yeah, something's he's wrong. Never been this nice at halftime. <laughs> um, as far as the fit in Atlanta, look, I agree with you. He can still coach. But to me, he's got to be willing to give up some personnel decisions, and he would have to bring in the right people to relate to the players. I think when Tom Brady left New England, it exposed how much Brady did, not just on the field, but in the locker room. Belichick runs an extremely tight ship. It's hard to do those types of rules with today's players, especially the younger ones. So that would be my hesitation. That would be my question if I were the Falcons. How how do you keep this locker room inspired? How do you set the tone without a Tom Brady? Because it has not worked very well for Bill since Brady left. You know what's the worst thing would happen if you're a Saints fan? 
they somehow get to the second pick in the draft and they pick Jaden Daniels, and then oh. you got to play this sucker twice a year no. for the next 10 years. Uh, that wouldn't be good. It might be great for Jaden Daniels, but it wouldn't be great if you're a Saints fan because I think they're a quarterback away. I think from being a team, because I know Bill can piece it together on defense. I think some of the power situations have to be him giving up some of that control on the offensive side of the football, and he's been a terrible general manager for the head coach, Bill Belichick. Correct. He's got to give up those personnel decisions. He's got to let go of some of um, that that old school control that I want to run everything in this organization. Uh, I don't know if he's willing to do that, to be honest with you. And I'm I'm curious to see how much the Falcons would give. Of course, they have so many folks from the Saints up there right now. Their defensive coordinator, Terry Fontenot, who was with the Saints for years and years, played at Tulane as their general manager. Um, so they're very interested in him. They love his pedigree. They really feel like this is a decision they have to get right. This and the quarterback. They understand now those are the linchpin pieces. This experiment of, you know, we can we can get by with an average quarterback if we surround him with elite talent. They realize that doesn't work now. Nope, it doesn't. Not in this world of the NFL. Your thoughts on Dan Campbell and Detroit Lions. Uh, Bob and I were talking about this yesterday. We did, we tried to do an interview with him, but, man, we'd have had to play this on serious because the language got way out of line with the three of us all talking together uh, about certain things and with Dan just the way he is. But to see him piece this together in a town – that has basically begged for a winner. Bobby was the last quarterback to win a championship in Detroit. That's in the USFL when he was with the Michigan Panthers. So to see what Dan was here as the tight ends coach, assistant head coach, then to go to Detroit, and he kind of put his stamp on the type person and the type player he wanted, that's what makes the NFL to me so great to watch. Oh, a thousand percent. That press conference he gave at the beginning where he talked about biting off kneecaps and clawing his way up, you know, he got so much grief for that. And But it truly, it has embodied exactly who they are as a team and exactly how they've won. I was so excited because, number one, I feel like they got robbed against Dallas a few weeks ago. That was just insane, the ineligible, eligible receivers type of deal. Um, so I was thrilled to see him win. The, the stands, the fans in the stands crying after that W. I, I feel like for Detroit, it, sports and winning in sports means something like what it means in New Orleans. It, it lifts the city up. It, it, it speaks to the character of the people and the team. So, yeah, I am thrilled for Dan. He's doing it the right way. Of course, Aaron Glenn used to be with the Saints. He's their defensive coordinator, just a stand-up guy. Um, so, so thrilled with their success, and I'm glad they drew Tampa Bay instead of San Francisco or Green Bay. I, I think they're going to win this weekend in advance. I agree with you. Charlie has a couple yeah, questions. Yeah, Jen, for kind of looking at the ASC, before we get into you know Pelicans questions, because i got plenty of those. I love the Pels, and I thought last night's showing the three-point barrage was outstanding. But before we get to all of that, I want to ask you about the AFC playoff pitcher, because you're looking at – you know, we already kind of mentioned the NFC games with Detroit and Tampa Bay and then Green Bay and San Francisco. But on the AFC side of things, you've got a lot of storylines to follow here with Lamar Jackson winning 
likely winning his second MVP, and he's going to be hosting C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, who have just been outstanding in their rookie seasons with the Texans, uh, who no one expected to be here, but they were they just crushed Cleveland uh, in the wild card round. And then on the opposite side, you've got the rematch of Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes in that iconic game from just a couple of years ago. Uh, in the Bills, you know they're really looking to take that next step, but to do it, they've got to get past Mr. Mahomes, and it's it's going to be one of those kind of you know I've heard it compared to you know the Tom Brady. Uh, Peyton Manning comparison that Kyle Mosley made. I've heard that comparison. I think it's pretty apt. I just want to get your thoughts on those two matchups. I, I, I'm with you. That that KC Buffalo game. That's that. I think that's going to be the most competitive one out of the four. Uh, it's the one I'm looking forward to watching the most. And I'm pulling for Josh Allen. Maybe because KC's won it before. I feel like okay, you've had your moment. Um, that that Bills team. They've been through so much. All the Demar Hamlin stuff last season. Uh, they're, they're just uh, much like New Orleans. They're a gritty blue-collar town. It would mean such an incredible amount to that group. And and I love what Josh Allen stands for. He does things right on and off the field. He's such a leader. Uh, I think they have been building to this moment, and, and, and they're poised to take that next step that you talked about. Uh, I'm excited. I'm calling Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to advance. And then, look, I've, I've had the Texans multiple times, four different times this season, believe it or not. Um, C.J. Stroud, I think he was the best pick in the draft. I think he's the perfect combination of the top three quarterback picks. Um, and he's got an extremely bright future. D'Amico Ryan's, wow, the success this guy is having, that's the type of young coach every team wants to find, but so many miss. However, I do think this is the end of the road for them. Uh, I, I don't see them getting past the Ravens this weekend, but what an incredible season to grow on. What an incredible amount of success to take into the offseason. Imagine what they're going to be next year when all of these rookie guys, including coaches, you know, have an offseason to look back at what they want to fine-tune and what they want to tweak. The Texans are going to be a force for a long time to come. Jen, looking at the Pelicans now, I mean, last night against Charlotte, Mike and I have talked about this. you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Charlotte's obviously been struggling this year. And looking at the January slate, I mean, they're just coming off that five-game road trip where you f- face basically five different playoff teams technically four with the back-to-back against Dallas. Uh, and then you have a really tough slate coming up against a hot Utah team. You know, Oklahoma City is one of the best teams in the Western Conference. And then you're playing the two best teams in the East with Milwaukee and Boston. I, this is a really tough slate, but at the same time, it seems that the Pelicans are getting hot at this as well. You know, that win over Charlotte, we finally saw Brandon Ingram break out of his kind of mini slump and have his third triple-double of his NBA career. I mean, how big was that for him uh, specifically before I get into some of the other players uh, to finally break that short of mini slump, as I was saying, and have a really nice performance against the Hornets last night? Yeah, it was huge for him. So so the Pelicans are coming off their longest road trip of the season. It was brutal, y'all. It was 10, 11 days on the road, back-to-backs, landing at 3 a.m. because of de-icing, getting to hotels at 4, 4.30 in the morning. It was a tough trip. So for them to go 3-2, and two, uh, I think the team grew up quite a bit on that road trip. And if you look at their play uh, since January, really since the very end of December, they, they have been on an upwards trajectory. Everything is trending in the right direction. All of the stat lines on both sides of the ball 
are looking positive except the clutch time minutes. That's where they really have to improve down the stretch uh, if they want to get where their their goal is to be in the postseason. Um, I love that you brought up Brandon Ingram. He was so bothered by that slump. Over five games, he was averaging 12 points. He just They were double-teaming. They were trapping. Obviously, even with Zion on the scouting report, B.I. was the number one threat that defenses were honing in on. So I think it was really important last night the way he broke out of it. He was dominant from the three-point line. Usually he lives and dies by that mid-range shot. He's so good at it. But that's hard to do when teams are trapping you. So for him to be able to move out uh, beyond the arc, get his shots there, seven threes, that's, that's hard to defend. That's hard to stop. And when he gets going like that, him and Herb Jones, when those two get going, it just ignites the rest of the squad, and they follow suit. So um, last night's win, wonderful for a variety of reasons, also because so often that first home game back after a long road trip, that can be such a letdown. You know, you finally exhale. So, yes, to your point, taking care of business, not losing the ones that are going to come back to bite you at the end of the season, because you guys know it's the Western Conference. At the end of the day, it's probably going to come down to one or two games, who's in the playoffs, who's in the play-in, and who's out of the picture altogether. Jen, um, two words, Jordan Hawkins. Because I remember (laughs) you and I talked about Trey as a rookie. And I told you, it looked like when he was trying to shoot a shot, they had a piece of plywood over the top of the hoop. I mean, he couldn't hit nothing. And, okay, he got sent down and brought back, and he almost had three seasons in one. Jordan Hawkins, he looks like a veteran shooter in the NBA today. Confidence and and release. And you know the other part about it is, man, if I miss, so what? Give me another shot at it. There's not a lot of rookies that can kind of brush that off and say, okay, okay, I I miss one, I miss two, give it to me, I, I know I can sink it. Got great confidence in his overall play as a shooter. Now, again, the the defense part, okay, we, we understand that's never going to be great. But his ability to put that ball in the hoop is unreal for a rookie. I, I love it. It is beautiful basketball to watch. And that quiet confidence, so far it's been unshakable. Nothing has ruffled him. You know, he was in the starting lineup for a while at the beginning of the season because of injuries to Trey and B.I. I think that experience, is paying really big dividends right now. And, and Mike, to your point about defense, you know, when he went back down to the G League, it, it wasn't the shooting, it wasn't the mentality yep. that he talked about. It, it, he said that taught him that in order to stay on the court in the NBA, you have to play defense. So at least he's understanding that has to be part of his game. Even if it's not what he excels at, defense is about effort, energy, and will. And at least he realizes he needs to bring that to some extent every night. And I really think, call me crazy, for him and Trey Murphy to combine off the bench, I think they might start scoring more than the starters on certain nights. When they unleash that three-point barrage, that's going to be really fun to watch. Talk about pick your poison. The only downside is, man, Willie Green has some tough decisions about minutes. Uh, I think this is going to hurt Jose Alvarado's minutes. How do you play everybody? Because Hawk has proven – you can't not play him. Here's my deal, Jen. I'd much rather have that uh, problem than have people on the bench <laughs> that I can't play or can't play for me. I'd much rather have that problem. Uh, I'm not Amen, worried about having friend. too much talent. I'm worried about when I don't have enough of it. Charlie? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Willie's comments post game, and one of the things that he was saying was that 
they're really starting to like now that Hawkins is getting more playing time, which we've been begging for for it feels like a couple of weeks now. Now they're starting to get that playing time. The lineups that Willie kind of highlighted in the post game last night were the ones with both him and Trey Murphy on the floor, and the space that it gives when Brandon Ingram and Zion are both on the floor next to those two guys, uh, because you have to respect these shooters that are going to put up you know ten three pointers a, a night and make four to five of them. I mean, it's a big. Big task for defenses to defend that, and it seems like Willie understands it, and he's going to be moving more towards rotations where you have both Hawkins and Murphy on the floor at the same time as guys like Zion and B.I. You're so right. That's why I say I don't think I'm crazy to, to call that there are going to be nights when the bench, Hawk and Trey together, um, are going to outscore the starters. And, and what I love seeing out of Trey Murphy, guys, is that practice he's really taken Jordan under his wing. He, he gets Hawk, and he's in his ear. He, he's showing him the little fine-tuned details of what it means to be a pro in this league, how to survive an 82-game season. Because 82 games is a lot. So many rookies. I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years. They hit that rookie wall uh, before the All-Star break. And, and Hawk has not done that. And I think that's, one, a testament to his conditioning. But, two, guys like Trey Murphy getting in his ear, not being threatened by him, coaching him up, encouraging him, showing him the, the, the rules of the road, so to speak. Jen, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always enjoy when you come on with us. Give us great insights and uh, a lot of laughs. And uh, I got to tell you, for what you do in the community, too, uh, I think some people know about it, some people don't. You do so much to try to help out in the community with Sideline Pass and, and all your efforts. And you don't have a lot of free time in life, but you do give that effort out there, and it's always appreciated, my dear. Thank you so much. That is so kind of you. Um, and, Mike, you know I love you. I love coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much, Jen. We appreciate it. That was Jen Hale from Fox Sports, and uh, she's the sideline reporter for the Pelicans. And, uh, Charlie, I think, uh, you know, you can hear her enthusiasm that we didn't hear last year at this time. I'm so fired up about, about this Pelicans. About the Pelicans. Now, totally, totally different. She did mention it very briefly. But the Pelicans, whenever they get into situations, and you saw this against Dallas in the second game, where you know they're up by five to six points, maybe even just under ten points. With Hit six, your free throws. Six minutes left to go in the game in the fourth quarter. That's where you get a little bit nervous. Like I mean, we talked with Chris Dotson earlier in the week, and he said that kind of, you know, the the way to beat the Pelicans is to just keep it close, because you know they haven't figured out how to, how to win those close games yet. They did it against Utah kind of recently, but that's the only real example I can think of. I think they're like still 0 and 6 in games decided by three or fewer points. So, I mean, the Pelicans, look, they're built to to beat the snot out of teams on any given night, and if they're doing that, that's what they want to do. But they got to figure out how to win those close games, Mike, because there's going to be some playoff games that are going to come down to the wire, and the Pelicans, you know, they they got to figure out how to win them when they're tight. And as you said, Making free throws is a big part of that. For yeah, sure. they have struggled in that category. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.